Welcome to another episode of the Psalm 51 podcast, which is a ministry of the Old Country Church at Lafette, which is located there in Lafette, Texas, just east of Pittsburgh. And we also do this show in partnership with our good friends at Fallen and Grace Ministries based out of Tennessee. And we are blessed to be able to bring you another episode where we dive in and talk about another aspect of restoration. Now, we've kind of uh, laid some groundwork for you in the last few episodes. We've talked about what restoration is. We've talked about uh, things that can hold us back in restoration. We looked at grace and what part that plays uh, in our restoration. But now, today, we're going to look at one of the big keys and really the, the ultimate key to restoration, that is forgiveness, because without God's forgiveness, restoration wouldn't be possible, but also without our uh, willingness to forgive others, uh, we'll never be able to truly live the life that God wants us to live as we walk out our restoration or their restoration, and as we move forward in our relationship uh, with them. And so in this episode, we want to look at forgiveness as a whole, uh, God's forgiveness, our uh, relationship in that forgiveness, as well as our uh, forgiveness of others. Yeah, you know, as a pastor, I think one of the uh, greatest uh, problems that I see with those who have fallen, and not necessarily those who have fallen, but but those of the family members and those of friends and those in the church, one of the greatest obstacles I see people struggle with is this matter of forgiveness. Yes. People do not want to forgive. People do not understand what forgiveness is. And I think if there's one thing uh, in a person's life or in the church that, that holds people back, that keeps them from being uh, in the will of God, it is this matter of forgiveness. And we must, according to the Bible, we must forgive. Mm-hmm. And until we can move on in our Christian life, until we can move on in serving God, until we can move on in our relationship with others, we must be willing to forgive. Well, and, and ultimately, we talked about this the other day, uh, just riding around in the truck, that forgiveness uh, isn't for another person. Forgiveness is about our relationship with God. It ultimately. is. <clears throat> but... Starting the starting point of forgiveness is the the fact that nothing is possible. Salvation is not possible. Restoration is not possible until we seek out and receive the forgiveness of God. That's right. That's where it all begins. But we also have to realize what forgiveness from God is. Well, forgiveness of, for, from God is Him looking at us and saying, "You have fallen short of my." holy being, you have fallen short of my holy word, but I'm going to cancel the debt. I'm going to wipe that out. The Bible says that that was what the blood of Jesus did, that it acted on our behalf. It canceled uh, the the debt that we owed God. But not only that, we also must remember that that forgiveness is an eternal forgiveness. I want to uh, read to you from Psalm 103. Uh, beginning in verse number 10. This is uh, the psalmist talking about God. This is King David. He says, He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. And I do want to stop right there. People have the wrong view of God. They think that God is in heaven waiting on us to mess up so that he can punish us. That's not how God operates. Uh, God is not a God. And, And don't misunderstand me. 
fearing God simply means, and from a biblical standpoint, means respecting who he is and what he can do. But it does not mean always walking around being afraid of him. That's right. And and, and feeling like, oh, he's just going to punish me. You wouldn't want to have a relationship with a parent if you were constantly in fear of, oh, they're going to do this to me or they're going to do that to me. That's not a relationship built on love at all. If anything, that would be a a relationship uh, based off of intimidation. And that's not what God wants. And so David points that out there in verse number 10. He says, listen, he doesn't deal with us according to our sins or, or reward us according to our iniquities. And I think we, when we're looking at this idea of forgiveness from God, that's where we have to start. We have got to get to the point where we understand that God, yes, he's just, yes, he's holy, but above all else, he's loving, a loving God who wants us to have a, a relationship with him. Yeah, it's uh, you know, we we must get to the point in our life where we have that uh, respect mm-hmm. for God, that reverence for our heavenly Father, uh, to get to the point where He can forgive, He will forgive if only we ask mm-hmm. Him. Uh, and as Christians who have seen our loved ones or seen uh, friends in the church members of the church falling into sin, not only do they have to ask God to forgive, but he's the only one who can forgive, right. but we must be willing to forgive those who have fallen. Mm-hmm. We must be willing to forgive those who have sinned. If we don't, we're no better than anybody else. Right, exactly. And so uh, continuing to look at this forgiveness uh, that God does, he says he had not dealt with us, after our sins, or reward us according to our iniquities. For as, this is verse 11, for as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. And again, that word fear there is not a, uh, a trembling fear. It's not a constantly looking over our shoulder, waiting on the other shoe to drop. It is simply a reverence for God, a respect for him. But then listen to verse uh, 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. We've got to get to the point where we realize that when God forgives us, he forgives uh, sins past, present, and future. But not only that, but when we go to him and we uh, say, you know, God, I've sinned against you as David did in Psalm 51 and say, you know, I've messed up. I realize that I'm not in right relationship with you. It's canceled. It's forgotten. And it's not ever going to be brought back up. I think we bring it back up ourselves a lot. We do. You know, but but ultimately God's not that way. Yeah. One of the problems I see with a lot of Christians is they don't believe that God can forgive. We've done so bad a sin in our life. We have done so much wrong. Uh, against God. How can God forgive us? Well, we trusted him when we got saved right. to forgive us all our sins. Mm-hmm. By faith, we said, okay, Lord, forgive me my sins. We believe he did. Mm-hmm. Well, well, listen, but, but he forgave us all our sin. Let, let me read to you uh, Colossians two thirteen and 14. The Bible says, and you be dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh have he quickened together with him having forgiven you all trespasses, Mm -hmm. blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. God took every sin that we'd ever committed, Mm 
Jesus took it to the cross with him. Every past sin, every present sin, every future sin, he nailed it to the cross. They have been forgiven him. And and what we must understand is, and we've talked a little bit about this in in the past uh, episodes, that um, that we uh, what we must do as a child of God when sin comes into our life, we must confess it to God. And the Bible says he is faithful and just to forgive us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's not a matter of, of, of the Lord forgiving sin. It's a matter of us trusting him that he already has. Yes, and accepting God's forgiveness. That's it. Because de- the devil's going to use our sin against us constantly. <laughs> yeah. Even after we've already moved on, he's going to use it, bring it to the forefront. Every time something goes wrong, we're going to think, oh, this is God punishing me for what I've done. Or, But but listen, if you confess it, that's it. There's no more coming back and God going, okay, well, we haven't talked about this yet, but six months ago you did this, and I know you came and asked for forgiveness, but I didn't punish you then, so here's your punishment. Now, that's not how it no, works. No. Now, does God use that to teach us lessons? Absolutely. Uh, does God use those moments in our life to mold us and shape us into who he wants us to be? Yes, that's the entire uh, point of Jeremiah chapter 18 where it talks about the potter's wheel. But, ultimately... It is not in, a, in such a way that, well, I'm going to keep reminding you. It is, I've forgiven you. It's forgotten. We're going to move forward with a fresh uh, a plate, a clean slate, and we're going to figure out where to from here based off of what, and this is God's perspective, based off of what he wants us to do. Yeah, let me, let me give you a little uh, encouragement here. My pastors for years, I heard him say that, uh, the, the, of course, the Bible says the devil is uh, as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, and he is constantly going back and forth uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ and tattling, uh, if you will, mm-hmm. on God's people, on those who are saved, constantly taking yeah. your sins and my sins and carrying them to the Lord and saying, look, I've got this on him. I've got this on her. This is what they've done wrong. But but what happens is when Jesus hears those uh, acknowledgments of our sins, then he looks at the devil and he says, look here in, in, in the book of, look here in my book. Yeah. There is no sin. There's nothing. It's been covered by the, my blood. Mm-hmm. And so I find no fault in that person. Right. And, and always remember that, that our sins have been covered by the blood of the Lamb. And it don't matter what sin it is, it's been forgiven. Mm-hmm. It don't matter what you've done, it's been forgiven. Just confess it to your Heavenly Father and get on with your life and your purpose that He has for you. Yes, and, that, and that's what we've got to do. Yes. We've got to reach a point where we're willing uh, to move forward and say, you know what? God's dealt with this. He's in control. Uh, he's the one that I have to answer to. We're going to move forward from that. Yeah. Uh, but now that we've kind of looked at what forgiveness is from God's point of view and how far-reaching it is, that it's one that uh, not only does he forgive, but he forgets. Right. You know, let, let's take this to our relationship with others. Uh, you know, Maybe you're a person who you've gotten forgiveness, you know that, and you know somebody who has sinned, mm-hmm. uh, and, and in their sin they've hurt you, and that happens. Yes. Uh, there are many sins that people commit that, that hurt not only themselves and not only their relationship with God, but also their uh, relationship with others. That's right. And as a result of that, a lot of anger, 
uh, comes into people's lives. Yes, a lot of uh, and and ultimately that anger uh, takes root. And when that anger takes root in somebody's heart, if we're not careful, it leads to bitterness. It does, and, and bitterness uh, will eat at us. It will deteriorate not only who we are, but ultimately it will wind up deteriorating our relationship with God because now you've got a God who forgives and forgets and moves on. And here we are, a child of God, mad at somebody else who may very well be a child of God, and we are going to hold on to that. We're going to hold it over their heads. And now we're out of sync with God. We're out of sync uh, with, with God's will for us. We're out of God's uh, sync with God's character towards others. And so, as a result now, uh, we're not who God called us to be, wanted us to be. And so, the only way to remedy that situation, the only answer is that we forgive others. Uh, Jesus said that, forgive us our trespasses as we uh, forgive the trespasses of others. Right. Well, you know, in, in speaking of bitterness, in Ephesians chapter 4, the Bible clearly states that that what happens when you when you uh, uh, do not forgive mm-hmm. when you refuse to forgive others then you're quenching the Holy Spirit you're wow. grieving the Holy Spirit uh, of what we are supposed to do and Ephesians 4 30 says and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption and it goes to the very next verse mm-hmm. and it says let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, had forgiven you. If we don't forgive others, how in the world do we expect God to forgive us? Well, and, and, and I like how you worded that. How do we expect that? Because we live in a day and time, and, and it's really always been this way. If you right. look back even with the children of Israel on their trip, uh, you know, I preached a little bit on that this past week, on during the, the wandering around in the wilderness, uh, they felt entitled. Well, God owes us. Yeah. And we live in a time where everybody feels entitled. Well, the government owes me, uh, the past owes me, and most of all, God owes me. God doesn't owe anybody nothing. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't put that any plainer than that. God yeah. doesn't owe anybody anything. Where a lot of our unwillingness to forgive comes from is this idea that we're owed something. Yeah. That, well, how, how could God let me uh, go through this on you know because they made their choices and now he's making me pay for it too and then now I'm better than God so I, I, I don't have to forgive them. Yeah. That, that's a completely wrong way of looking at it. Yeah. We have got to get to a point if we're ever going to truly forgive somebody, you know, is that, listen, we're not better than God. No. He says, be kindly affection one to another. You know, getting to the point of looking at that person who has done us wrong and saying, you're a broken person. You're broken. (coughs) Excuse me. And we are going to put you back together. You know, we're going to reach a point where... I'm broken, you're broken, but we're going to work on that together, and I'm going to forgive you. Yeah, there again, I I go back to, as a pastor, I have people come to me all the time saying, I just don't think I can forgive. Yeah. They 
They have done me wrong. They have done my loved ones wrong. There's sin in their life. There's whatever it may be. I just don't know I can ever forgive that person. And yet, if we look to the scripture, which we have to look to the scripture in everything we do, and, and we go to Matthew chapter 18, uh, speaking of Peter and, and verse 21, said, then came Peter to Jesus and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Yeah. Till seven times? Well, here's the answer. That would have been a lot. That would have been a lot. And, but here's what the Lord said. He said, uh, they said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Which, just to throw this out there, is an innumerable number. Uh, 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 there, there's no way to, to really... And the point is, it's an ongoing thing. It, it, there's no end to the, the times that you ought to forgive. Just this past week, we had somebody make the comment... Uh, similar to what you were saying earlier, and they, but their comment was a little bit different because they said, how could I forgive that? Yes. They were speaking of a specific sin. Right. And our conversation was, well, what makes that sin any worse than your sin? I, you know, and, and I think that's where a lot of it, when, when Peter asked that, well, how many times, if he sins against me, you know, do I do it seven times and be done? And you said, no, it's an ongoing process. And it here's is. why, because it doesn't matter what they do or how many times they do it, uh, if they come to you and, and they've hurt you, you're to forgive them because forgiveness is an ongoing process. Forgiveness is an ongoing process in our life right. where God is constantly saying, well, it's covered by the blood. And each time he says that, that's forgiveness. Yeah. And he does that on a daily basis, uh, moment by moment, because we are in the flesh. We're going to sin. We're going right. to fall short. Yeah. And so when we choose to withhold that from somebody else, what we're really saying is what they've done is against me is worse than what I have done or could do against God. Well, that's that's hogwash. Yeah. Um, there is never a point where somebody's sin against us outweighs our sin against God. That, that's impossible. Yeah, and, and, and uh, another aspect of that, we should never get bitter over someone who will not forgive us, right? You know, uh, we don't we don't go to others for forgiveness. We go to God for forgiveness, right? And, and yet, because we live in the flesh, we want others to forgive us of what we've done wrong, right? But the reality of it, not everyone is going to forgive you. Not everyone is going to let you forget what you've done. Mm-hmm. But what we must do is get to the point in our life where when we have confessed it to God and we know that God is going to forgive what we have confessed to Him, then let's go on with our life. Right. Let's pray for that person, yes. uh, whether they forgive us or not. And, and how can we get bitter over something someone else of, of, of that person who will not forgive us? Well, and a lot of that comes from this thought, well, if if I don't go get right with everybody else, then I'm not right. And I've said this on here before. Whether or not they choose to forgive affects their relationship with God, not yours. That's right. Because all they're doing is hindering themselves. They're not hindering you. Yes. They're not hindering your ability. Now, right. you know, again, I say, you know, if that's a family member, which it often is, if that's a family member, you want that that relationship. You do. The, yes. You know, that, that's how God uh, put together the family unit. Was he? You know, was for us to be whole, us to be together, us to be in concert with Him and His will and what we're doing. Yeah. 
But ultimately, you don't have to have that to, to do God's will in your life. That's right. Uh, and, and I think that's where some of the bitterness from some people come from is that they get the idea, well, because they won't forgive me, now I can't move forward for God, and so they're holding me back. No, you're choosing to let them hold you Yeah, we, we should never let that unforgiveness keep us from God's will in our life. Right. We should never let that unforgiveness of others keep us uh, from uh, God's purpose right. for our life. Uh, God does have a purpose for you. God has a purpose for me. Uh, he has a purpose for all uh, of his children. Yes. And what others do should never uh, keep us from doing what God wants us to do. Right. Uh, if, if in reality, Brother Riley, if you and I uh, listen to our critics, listen to those who refuse to forgive us for what we've done, yeah. then how can we go on? Well, not only that, we would be closing our church doors. And, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. How, how could we pastor a church? Uh, we would just close it down, give in to the whims and the will of those who will not forgive, and we'd be out of God's will. And if you're somebody, exactly, if you're somebody who is experiencing critics and you're you're kind of bitter towards them about that, here I want to tell you about the dangers, uh, very quickly, of, of if you give in to them. Just this past week, we've had three salvations in the past week. <laughs> yes. Uh, one of them happened on Wednesday night during church service, during right. the invitation. God impressed on you to go speak with a young lady uh, as she stood there in her pew. And, and, you know, you and I talked about this afterwards. You said she was just ready to be saved. Ready. It was right for the picking. Yes. God had been dealing with her. You could see it. And God saved her. Sweet moment. Uh, sweet moment. And then uh, just a couple of days later, mm-hmm. uh, we went and, or no, the very next day, very next matter, day. matter of fact, the very next day, we went and spent time with a couple of uh, others who came and said, you know, we, we've gone through this process, but we really didn't know what we were doing. We want to get saved. And so you were able to lead them to the Lord. Imagine if we're giving in to our critics. Imagine, I mean, and we, we can tell you a story, and it's not just us. Uh, we have another good friend who does a great work uh, in restoration. Yes, yes. And if if he spent time listening to his critics, there would be no restoration. There, there would be no restoration. Uh, we were just talking about before the show a uh, a, a good pastor friend of yours uh, that I have not gotten to meet yet, but I highly respect his work. Having listened to all talk about him, listened to some of his four, old sermons and things, that if he listened to his critics. Oh. Uh, he would have quit preaching a long time ago. Absolutely. And just this past year, he preached 120 different times. Yeah. Uh, and, and just imagine the lives that were touched and the people that got saved because of his willingness to say, you know what, no matter what people may think about me, I know who called me, I know he forgives me, I know he'll use me, and I'm going right. to keep on going for him. And we could go down the list. Uh, Dr. Jack Hiles had his share. And, and, and I just want you to, to understand today, if you're one of those people that has your critics, that look at what you're missing out on if you're letting that bitterness take root in your life and hold you back uh, from what God wants you to do. Yeah, and remember David. I mean, this is called the Psalms 51 podcast. Remember David in Psalms chapter 51 when he had realized that he had sinned before God, that he was living in sin. He came back to himself. He came back to God. And in verse number 10 of Psalms 51, I love what it says. Mm -hmm. He said, create in me a clean heart. Yes. Okay, that's where we must start. 
create in me a clean heart. And I love the next part of that. Mm-hmm. And renew in me yes. a right spirit. I believe without a doubt uh, one of the problems that we have today, whether it is forgiving others or others forgiving us, mm-hmm. is the fact that they do not have a right spirit within them. Right. We must have that right spirit. And again, uh, just like leading that uh, 85-year-old lady to the Lord. Yes. What a blessing that was. Yes. But she had trouble with her baptism. Yeah. Had trouble with the sin in her life, in her past. And and when it all boiled down to it, what she needed was salvation. Yes. That she never had asked Jesus in her heart. Right. So regardless of whether it's salvation, regardless of whether you're saved already and there is sin in your life, we must make sure that God creates a clean heart in us, that he will renew a right spirit. We must have that right spirit. Yes, that right spirit is not only what allows us to walk out what he wants us to do, but mm-hmm. also that gives us the ability to forgive others. It, that it right does. spirit of being in tune with yes. God. Because if we remain in the flesh, our flesh is going to keep saying, well, they did this and they did that, and I'm not going to forget it. Uh, you know, but, but if we've got that right spirit, then we've got God's attitude. Yeah. It's as far as the east is from the west, yeah. and I'm no, no geographer, but I can tell you that that's pretty pretty far. It is. And, uh, you know, it, again, that's an immeasurable distance. Immeasurable. And, and the, the point is that when you have that right spirit, like we're talking about, you will, just as God did with you, you will say to others, you may not accept this forgiveness, and you may not forgive me, but I forgive you, and I'm going to move on and, and do what God wants. You know, and if, if I could tell <clears throat> to all the pastors and preachers and evangelists and even lay people in the church to, who, have, who have fallen and into sin, what, if I could encourage you to do one thing, that is... Carry on what God has called you to do. Yes. God has forgiven you. God will do a work in you. Do not let the critics, do not let those who refuse to forgive, do not let them dictate and and your life, but let God control your life. Um, if you're out there today, you know who you are. Those of you who have fallen into sin, those of you who do not know how to get back, well, Jesus is the way back. Jesus will forgive you your sins. And I'm telling you right now, God has a great work for you to do if you'll come back to him. Come back to him. Do what David said. Lord, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. And when you do that, God will use you in a mighty way to see people saved, baptized, and and uh, and and teach them the ways of the Word of God. Listen, the, forget the critics; they're always going to be there. Forget them, but allow God to work through you to do what He has called you to do. Yes, absolutely. You you've got to remember that God's forgiveness is the ultimate forgiveness. It is, and, and you've got to hold on to that, and you've got to practice it not only in your own life of of reminding yourself, hey, listen. That sin's not remembered by God. You know, if it comes up in your brain, that's that's Satan using against you, but also uh, practicing that forgiveness towards others. Yes. And saying, you know what? You've hurt me, uh, but that doesn't matter anymore. We're going to forget it, forgive it, and move on. And uh, 
plod forward for the cause of Christ. Yeah, I think a lot of people are scared to move on because they're afraid that they might sin again. Well, let me tell you something. You will. Yeah. If you, if you move on, you'll sin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when you, when you fall again, when you fall down again, get back up. Ask God, confess it to God. Ask yes. Him to forgive. He will, uh, but don't give up. The worst thing in the world that any child of God can do is give up. Mm-hmm. Do not give up. Let God be God, and He will take care of the rest. Absolutely. And as always on this podcast, uh, we want to remind you that we're here for you. Absolutely. Uh, that's what this podcast, that's what our church, the, the, the ministry out of our church, uh, the Psalm 51 ministry is all about, is taking in those who are hurting, those who have been hurt, uh, and those who have fallen, and getting them back up and back right uh, on the path that God has for them. If you are one of those people, uh, get on the Old Country Church at Lafette Facebook page. Uh, you will find all of our contact information there with myself and Brother David. And you reach out to us, and we will help you. We will counsel with you, pray for you, and all of those things. And if it's something that, hey, you need a little bit of extra help, we we have plenty of contacts that are willing uh, to get you the resources and the TLC that you need. And sometimes that's all it takes is a little bit of uh, tender love and care and uh, getting back on your feet. And we know the people who will do just that for you. So we want to encourage you to reach out. And uh, we'll be here for you. They'll be here for you. And just know that there are people out there who want to help you, are praying for you, and will do whatever it takes to get you back where God wants you to be. And don't forget, this is Saturday. New Year starts tomorrow. No better way to start a new year than by going to church. Go to your Sunday school. Be a part of uh, the preaching service in the morning. Go back Sunday night. Be a part of that service, and we want to encourage you, if you have, don't have a church home, come to the Old Country Church at Lafette. We'll start at 9.45 uh, for Sunday school, uh, 10.45 for the preaching, and have another evening service at 5 o'clock. And so be there, and uh, God bless you, and have a great day. That, that reminds me of the message I'm going to preach tomorrow. Quit looking back, but look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Absolutely. You do that. God bless. Yes, absolutely. Y'all have a blessed weekend, and we will talk to you again next week. God bless.